This podcast is brought to you by Voice and Vision, bringing help, hope, and healing to individuals, families, and communities affected by mental illness, addictions, and disabilities in southeastern Pennsylvania. Financial support for this podcast is provided by a Veterans Trust Fund grant from the Pennsylvania Department of Military and Veterans Affairs. Welcome to Untold Valor, a podcast with a unique focus on veterans, featuring stories of courage, recovery, perseverance, and strength. Listen to hear veterans share their perspectives on what it's like to battle mental health challenges, combat addictions, and overcome other adversities unique to those who have served. Welcome into another edition of Untold Valor. We are back for a second season. We're doing some more episodes and talking with veterans and all sorts of different folks and walks of life to talk about how to help uh, our veterans through all different kind of turmoil and things that happen throughout their uh, during service or even after the service. And we are excited to have a returning person join us here on the show. We've got Darcel Darcy, as she likes to be called, right out joining us. And Darcy, thanks for coming back. I know we talked about your story personally when you were here with us on season one, uh, but we're going to get into some advocacy because how you've kind of moved from adversity to advocacy. So that's going to be our focus this week on the podcast. Welcome back in. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. Absolutely. Reverend Ben, how are you, my friend? I'm doing fantastic. Looking forward to a new season. Absolutely. Me as well. Looking forward to talking with folks and helping folks out. We've gotten a lot of great response from the first season, so looking forward to providing more information uh, and help where we can. And so, Darcy, let's get into your uh, kind of second half, I guess, of your story. Maybe this is the your second uh, act, if you will, right? Uh, in walks of life, we have the kind of the first act, second act, third act. Uh, and so you've moved yourself from, uh, as you said, adversity to advocacy. Talk to us a little bit about that and kind of maybe give us a refresher for folks who did not catch your episode. Uh, yes. Thank you, Mark. I um, joined the Pennsylvania Army National Guard when I was 17. And the first thing uh, that I've encountered uh, when I went through boot camp was a very difficult time with being separated from my family and uh, just being in a new environment. I served uh, 11 years. Uh, with the Pennsylvania Army National Guard after I gave birth to my son, uh, who will now, he'll be nine in August. Um, I experienced some uh, depression, some anxiety, some issues with PTSD. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I came forward uh, with those difficulties with uh, mental health to my leadership, uh, I was shamed for it. Um, I was uh, told that uh, there was no way that I (laughs) could be experiencing any of those things because I was a soldier and a mother. But after I hit rock bottom, uh, I mean, you know, my lowest point with a, a, a suicide attempt in 2016, mm. and I, I sought help at the uh, Cohen Clinic at the University of Penn in, in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. um, I decided that after that, I, I wasn't going to uh, depend on anyone uh, but myself to help myself. Right, right. And that's fantastic that you got to that point where you're saying, okay, I'm moving myself forward. And so let's talk about that that transition piece and, and how you've brought yourself, uh, you know, I guess, back and forward and, uh, and how you've moved into helping others. Yes, of course. So CBT, as we know it now, most people call it talk therapy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had never gone through that before. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what to expect. Like most people, I was afraid. Okay. Uh, I didn't think that it would be more speaking about how to deal or respond to situations Mm -hmm. uh, rather than I thought it was just talking about my thoughts and feelings. But when I went through CBT, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy at the Cohen Clinic at the University of Penn, 
it changed my life. Mm. It sort of taught me that the things that I was experiencing as far as depression and anxiety were not things that I, I had to deal with. Okay. Uh, to live in silence, to deal with them on my own, to um, sort of experience those things without any help or assistance from anyone. And once I completed CBT, I was asked to give uh, feedback. Um, and if I would refer anyone else to uh, the Cohen Clinic, and I did. In my feedback, I let everyone know that I, I could not understand why therapy services would be something that people would be discouraged from seeking or going to right, because right. It, it was completely life-changing. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, is this what we're encouraging people and telling people not to do? So it did not make any sense to me. And once I began to refer more uh, Army National Guard soldiers or, you know, people who was going through uh, what I was going through, the uh, Cohen Clinic was able to help almost 200 people within that that same year. Wow. In, in, uh, in 2016. Yeah, they opened up in 2016. I, I completed uh, therapy services in 2017. So in 2017, the Cohen Clinic was able to assist soldiers in Pennsylvania and I had a lot of my battle buddies or army buddies come to me and say, hey, listen, thank you so much for referring me here. And I'm going to refer someone, someone else who I know is going through a difficult time. And that is what sort of sparked the inspiration in me to help others. Yeah. And Ben, I know you can relate to that because that's something that's kind of part of your personal journey as well. We've talked about before uh, is really, you know, helping others is, is helps yourself too. Listen, when you get a, you get a piece of this piece, the only way you can keep it is to give it away. You have to share it. And that's what I've been compelled to do, yeah. um, which has really helped me a lot. Yeah. I like that. Getting a piece of the piece. That's, a, that's an interesting way of putting that. I like that. Uh, so, Darcy, tell us a little bit how you started to do advocacy and, and some things that, you know, I was looking through some basic steps here of the CBT, uh, and it was things like making a list and recording unproductive thoughts, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, different steps. Did you find anything in there more useful than another or just kind of working through that whole process? Absolutely. There were things that was in CBT that were useful, more useful than others, mm -hmm. uh, especially uh learning how to set goals. Okay. Some of us, we're very goal-oriented. <laughs> just just human beings in general, the, the human race in general, we're, we're goal-oriented. This is why a lot of people play sports. This is why a lot of people you know, want to move up the chain and in, in the corporate ladder. Right. Uh, and we, we need to be moving forward usually as humans. And when we sit for too long, we get stagnant, not only physically, but mentally, right? Absolutely. But that's what depression is, right, Mark? So exactly, yeah. when you think about what depression is, depression is when you sit in a bad situation or not necessarily bad to to uh, what's happening around you, but bad to your your health, yeah. your mental health. Yeah. When you sit in that situation for too long and you're unable to move on or recall that resiliency, you're unable to bounce back from that situation. And what I learned to do in CBT was to set a goal to move on. And what uh, my therapist uh, taught me is that it's not always the situation, but rather how we choose to respond to the situation. The situation is always going to remain neutral. It's always going to remain indifferent. Mm -hmm. But the positivity and the negativity comes from your thoughts, your feelings, and then your behaviors, how you respond to the situation. Mm. Um, and 
that was something that was very helpful to me as well as grounding the five, four, three, two, one method. And I wrote about this in my um, op-ed for the uh, Philadelphia Inquirer that was published last year on Memorial Day. Okay. And, and, what, and, and what is that? The five, four, three, two, one method. So it's a grounding technique for anxiety. Um, and what it does is it helps you to live in the moment and not so much in your in your head. And oh, I tell okay. people all the time, one of the hardest things for me is to get out of my head and live in the external world. And the easiest way to do that is to put yourself in the moment. So anxiety is thinking way too far into the future. What's going to happen? What may happen? It's our anticipation for pain. What may come to hurt us or to harm us or be threatening to us? And if we sit down in a moment, uh, if we look at five things that we can see around us. So you want to channel all of your senses to kind of like drown out your unhelpful thoughts five things around you that you can see. And, gotcha. and if any of those five things that you can see is not an intimate threat or a perceived threat, then that kind of relaxes your thoughts. Okay. I don't see a threat coming. And then uh, four things that you can hear. I can hear the sound of my heart beating. It, it may be racing. I can hear, uh, you know, it may be traffic. I can hear my loved ones in the background, other things that are going to dish Direct you from the sound of your own thoughts. Mm. And then three things that I can feel. So a lot of people, when they become anxious, they may twirl their thumbs, uh, they may rub their, their legs, or they may uh, rub themselves. Those are also things that brings us comfort. So if you're rubbing something soft, this is why we give children who uh, need comfort, like a soft blanket or something that they can fidget with. So there's three things that you can feel and then two things that you can smell. Mm. So in the moment, uh, if I could, you know, say I'm outside in nature and I can smell the fresh air, uh, that is a sign that nothing's <laughs> happening around me. There's no fire. I don't smell any smoke or anything like that. So I'm OK. Or uh, you could probably smell your own uh, perfume or something that you're wearing, something that brings you comfort and joy. And then the last thing is taste. One thing I can taste, something that I, I can remember. Maybe you have a cup of coffee next to you and you want to take a sip. Uh, and the, something warm or your tea, and that brings you comfort or something sweet. Sweet things uh, <laughs> brings a lot of us comfort. Right, yeah. <laughs> and when I learned that method, I was able to tell myself, hey, nothing is happening right now in this moment. And anxiety is one of our senses. We have more than five senses, of course, but anxiety is a sense. It's you know, a sense that something's going to happen to you. But if it's not happening to you right now, then everything is okay. Mm, that's really interesting. I like that. That's pretty. I hadn't heard all those different steps before. So, thank you for walking us through that. And so, you use this. You learned this method, and now you still use this uh, regularly. Oh, of course. And I use it when I have to calm my children down. Uh, my two sons they suffer from separation anxiety. Uh, just just like I do. And sometimes I have to tell them, hey, listen, everything is OK. You're here with mommy now. I understand that, you know, we're going to separate at some point. But as of right now, everything is OK. I mean, especially in the mornings, Mark, you know, uh, yeah. as I've told you before, one of the, the, the most challenging part of my day is, is deciding when to get out of bed. So I know that I'm eventually going to get out of bed. But, you know, when to get out of bed is the, the time that it brings me a lot of anxiety because I don't know what the day is going to bring. Uh, so I have to calm myself down in those moments in the morning and tell myself everything's okay and everything is going to be okay. Uh, Reverend Ben, any thoughts, anything you'd like to chime in with? I can definitely uh, reflect on what, um, what Darcy is saying 
Because one of my biggest problems was me alone was in bad company. And when I was able to um, be, be, be with me, I began to be there for somebody else. And that's what it happened with me. And that thing about um, that kind of mindfulness type of thing is very, very significant. And being aware of your surroundings, it kind of stops the racing thoughts in your head as well. Am I right, Dorsey? Absolutely right. So what kind of advocacy steps, uh, how are you kind of moving that that uh, ball down the field, so to speak, Darcy? How are you kind of moving that forward? Obviously, you said you're, you're sharing these techniques with your kids, uh, but and obviously coming on our podcast and, and just even walking through those five steps was, is awesome, just breaking that down for folks. Uh, I know that you're also starting to uh, you know help out with uh, the folks at Voice and Vision as well. So what are the things have you got going on that advocacy standpoint, and how is that helping? not only you, but others around you? That's, a, that's an excellent question. Um, so I began with being invited to sit on the board of advisors for the Stephen A. Cohen Military Family Clinic at the University of Penn back in 2017. Okay. So I've been on this advocacy journey for almost seven years. Wow. And each day is different. And I try to tell myself that all the time um, when you're moving forward with new connections and new projects, you want to focus on that particular project at the time. Uh, so when I was connected with Voice and Vision to, to become uh, part of the, the podcast, the one thing that I, I wanted to do was encourage others uh, who may be listening to be comfortable with speaking about the things that they have been through or what they are going through uh, because it is the power of words that is very helpful to, to many of us who don't have the words to speak for ourselves. And my mother always taught me that, you know, she's always taught me, use your words. Um, and if you feel some type of way, it's okay to express that. And what I want to do more of is empowering other people to be able to have the confidence and the ability that I have gained from being empowered by someone else. And that person who empowered me was my therapist. Uh, and she explained to me how speaking about what I've gone through and, you know, the journey that I'm on to show people that you can come out of adversity. Uh, it's not a permanent thing. It is, it is temporary. Like most things, it is temporary. You can come out of those things. And it's sort of like, the story of the phoenix who, you know, just rises from the ashes. Yeah. And you are empowered. You feel sort of obligated to empower someone else. This is what we've seen from many other advocates before myself, like, you know, Dr. King, who uh, spoke for many people, not just uh, African-Americans, but, you know, his poor people's campaign and how he empowered a lot of people to come together for a common cause. And that's just where I am now. I would love to continue making connections with other veterans who come on the podcast, like, you know, Reverend Ben, uh, and with other organizations who are determined to sort of combat or break the stigma that is surrounding mental health to encourage others to seek care and to seek help. I, I don't want anyone to think that they have to suffer in silence when they do not, when you have the power of your words. Totally agree with you. And one thing about it is uh, once you've been on the other side of the fence and you see the and you get on the other side where the grass is really greener, you start to even wonder, what, the, what was I thinking back then? You know, but, we, you know, because we have to change our mindset and encouragement and empowerment helps that to happen. 
And when you find the truth, you definitely want to share it with someone else. Yeah, absolutely. You, you know, that, that, that makes me think about asking you guys a question here. So Darcy, for a lot of times when people are struggling, right, when they when they are down in, in the low parts of depression where you were at before you made that decision, what is there a particular guiding thing? Like, is there some kind of uh, one mindset that really pushes you forward? Did you do this to, for your kids, for example? Was it like, I have to get better for my kids? Or is it really, truly, I have to get better for me? And then I can get better to help my kids. I mean, like what's a good place for someone who maybe is in a similar situation struggling and they're trying, they're, they're having trouble finding a place to, uh, I guess to tie the boat, right? They're, they're having trouble kind of anchoring themselves to get started. Any advice there? Any words of wisdom? Yes. Yes, of course. Motivation is to each his own. Right. So everyone is motivated uh, by different things. For me, the motivation it wasn't necessarily my children okay. because they were okay and they were always okay. And they're, they're always going to be okay. I was not okay. Mm-hmm. I had to turn on my, my own self-love and say, Hey, you need to love yourself enough to help yourself. Okay. And if you don't help yourself. How can you expect <clears throat> others to help you? And if you don't help yourself, how can you expect yourself to be available to help others who depend on you? Right. So it was me turning my empathy and what I feel for others inward back into myself for self-love. Mm, wow, exactly, Darcy. And you're so deserving of it. And so are the many veterans out there also deserving of that. And I'm glad you said that to let them know that we are worth it. And we are. Listen, God has called us to a higher purpose than we even know. And depression is, uh, if I can say, uh, use the word, uh, the enemy's way of blocking us from our destiny. Um, Yeah, we got to get past that and see that, yes, we can. Yes, we can. And and we will. Yeah, I think no matter what hurdles we have in life, because we're all going to have them, right? There's different kinds of hurdles. You've got to find that that toehold to get started, right? To push yourself in whatever direction Darcy was saying earlier, right? You got, as humans, we, we keep moving forward. We or at least we want to, that we're kind of just compelled to do that. But sometimes when depression or other, you know, maybe an addiction or whatever takes over, it's hard to find a way to pull ourselves forward. And hopefully things like this podcast and, and resources out there, sometimes it's just like, let me just, let me just reach out to somebody and just get this ball rolling somehow that, that could make all the difference. You know, a lot of people, I, when I was truly depressed, deep in depression, I didn't know I was depressed. Right. But when I look back in hindsight, I remember being in a room putting blankets up around my windows because I didn't want to see the sunshine. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to sleep all day. I didn't know then that I was depressed. I know now that's what I was going through. Right. And then anxiety went along with it. That knot that you feel in your gut. And once we get hope, it loosens that knot up. Darcy can identify. I know she can. Yes, of course. Um, one thing that I, I always remember um, and I'm, I'm not too much of a spiritual person more than I am like a, a philosophical person or like a, a logical person. Mm-hmm. But when I did decide to, you know, tap into the, the Bible after I've, I've come out of my depression, I, I know the, the first thing that it said was let there be light. Um, and I know that depression is, is a dark place. You're in a, a dark place. Uh, so I can relate to you, Reverend Ben, when you say that you were taking steps to physical steps to, to live in the dark. 
I've kept my my shades down. Um, I've gotten room darkeners. Uh, I've even went so far as to put not the blankets over, you know, covering my windows, but over my head yeah. to keep the mm-hmm. light out. Yeah. Um, and the one thing I, I do now today, every day, uh, and, and my sons complain about this, but one thing I do every day, <laughs> I, I open up the shades. I let the sunlight in. I let there be light uh, because light, sunlight, natural sunlight is a treatment yeah. for darkness and depression. So yeah. we want to let those things out of us. And and you're absolutely right, Reverend Ben. In hindsight, I did not know that that was what I was dealing with and suffering from back then. But now when I think about it, I say to myself, hey, if my depression and anxiety was cancer, I wouldn't wait until it was stage four to treat it. There you go. I would, mm. I would yeah. treat it sooner. There you and, go. And, just, and I'm, I want to be preventive with it. I know that there is no cure for it. I know that there is only treatment, but I want to prevent it. And the best way to combat any disease or any illness is to prevent it. Yep. And the way I do that, letting in the light. That, that's a great place right there. That's a great way, way to end the podcast. Thank you so much. Let there be light, Darcy, for being here. Thanks for hanging out with us and chatting with us and talking about this. As always, I, I like to say, we've and we've had you on here before, but any kind of final message you'd like to share with listeners, uh, whether it's a resource or uh, something about advocacy, uh, just whatever you'd like to share. Um, yes, absolutely. I read this book not too long ago. Uh, it's called N-Word by Young Plebo. And one of the things I've read in the book is that a hero is someone who heals their own wounds and shows others how to do the same. And I believe that that's exactly what the podcast Untold Valor and everyone who has a hand in it. I believe that's exactly what we're all doing. We're all healing our own wounds or we have healed our own wounds, but we're showing others how to do the same. And that's how you uh change lives and that's yeah. how you save lives the yeah. world doesn't need changing the world doesn't need saving rather it's people's lives that yeah. need saving and changing yeah and if it, it's a it's a snowball effect if we can do if we can help one then they help another and so on and so forth we'll eventually get there right so Absolutely. thanks so much for being here we always appreciate it and of course we'll have resources and, and links on the show notes as well as uh, information at the end of the podcast here should you need help make sure you're reaching out to folks uh, you can certainly reach out to the team at Voice and Vision at voiceandvisioninc.org, and we'll have the rest of this on here. Reverend Ben, thanks for being here with us. Darcy, thanks for being here. You guys have a lovely day. Thank you, Mark. Okay, now. And we'll see you next time here on Untold Valor. You've been listening to Untold Valor by Voice and Vision. We hope you found the information and resources discussed today helpful. As always, thank you for listening and for your support. Remember to stay connected with us through our various social media platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Don't forget to visit the website, voiceandvisioninc.org. That's voiceandvisioninc.org, where you can sign up for our blog and find free resources and information on upcoming events, webinars, workshops, and get support. You can also access our free help and hope guide for individuals and families struggling with substance use and addiction. If someone you know is struggling, please reach out for help because you and your life matter. Remember, the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline is available to you at any time by dialing 988. 
We are all ambassadors of hope and recovery. And if you want to share your story, please contact us. Compure Corps is also looking for veteran mentor volunteers and veteran participants. To find out more information about Compure Corps, please call 610-541-0790. That's 610-541-0790. You can find all the links and contact information for the resources mentioned on today's episode by checking the description and the show notes section of your app. Thank you again for tuning in and for your support. Until next time, this has been Untold Valor.